What's up, everybody? Looking for news? Looking for stories that you care about? Well, you've come to the right place. Here at the Night Shift Network, we talk about everything from politics to life. Look, we're not the best podcast network, but we are pretty good. With shows like The War at Home and Just My Opinion, with new shows and development as we speak. So what do you got to lose? Please like, share the Night Shift Network. We're available on all platforms, including Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and now officially iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. More platforms coming soon. If you'd like to donate to the show directly, you can do so with, of course, Cash App, dollar sign Food for Thought 99. That's dollar sign Food for Thought 99. And as always, we're with you, and you are with the Night Shift Network. Thank you for listening, and be safe. Today is Monday, February 6th, 2023, coming up on The War at Home, presented to you by the Night Shift Network. New information in the Tyree Nichols case. Today we'll discuss why it seems like the black officers seem to be getting treated more like criminals than the others. Well, we know why, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Also, we'll discuss why it seems like we should give cops more sympathy and grace than their victims. And in our Nice Try segment, Jason Whitlock recently went on to Tucker Carlson's show and, well, he did what he always does. Uh, Republican words through a black mouthpiece. We'll talk about that today. And Congressman Santos has announced that he'll be stepping down from his committee assignments. Unfortunately, he did not announce he was resigning. So we're going to discuss that today as well. Folks, we've got a lot of show and a little bit of time. So uh, let's talk about something. Kick that mule. More developing information in the Tyree Nichols case. Memphis police have announced two more officers have been relieved of duty in their connection to the case. One officer identified as Preston Hemphill and a second officer that is yet to be identified as of the time recording this. The Memphis Fire Department has also announced that three of its officials, including Lieutenant Michelle Whitaker, Medic, Jamichael Sandridge and medic Robert Long are being have been forgive me have been fired for failing to properly assess Mr. Nichols on scene. Here is more information in this developing story. The family of Tyree Nichols, the 29-year-old man who they say was beaten by officers to the point where he was nearly unrecognizable, getting a first look at the police video of the incident. It is heinous. Attorney Ramanucci, where was your word? Violent? Violent. Violent. 
and it's very troublesome on every level. Police say Nichols ran from police after being pulled over on January 7th for reckless driving. Then they say there was a second confrontation before he was apprehended. Nichols was hospitalized in critical condition and died three days later. According to Memphis police, Nichols complained of having shortness of breath, at which time an ambulance was called to the scene. On Friday, those five Memphis cops, all African-American, identified and fired for, according to the internal investigation, violating multiple department policies, including using excessive force and failure in their duty to render aid. The case is still ongoing. New information about the police report to the case tells a very different story than what the body cam footage showed. According to a report by the New York Times, in this report, Mr. Nichols was pulled over for reckless driving and speeding. Once pulled over, he was irate and sweating profusely while getting out of the vehicle. The pepper spray and taser that was deployed had no effect on Mr. Nichols, and he attempted to take a gun from one of the officers. Now, as we know now, this report was not only false, but it was complete and other bullshit. But this demonstrates, once again, the thing that I have been talking about and I keep going back to. No accountability for the people in these uniforms. Now, they basically tried to frame this as if he was under the influence of something. Okay? This report, and this is just part of you can find the full report as well. You know, if you just you can also find the full report when you forgive me, you can also find the full report if you decide to. But this has been basically framed as if he was under the influence of something. As if he was drunk or high or something and none of this they, they were barely able to uh to to uh to even get him for one thing but clearly as we see in the video one particular portion of the video and i don't know those of you who have seen it but um a warning for one of the things i'm going to mention right now uh there's a literally a portion where officer Hemphill is shoving the taser into Mr. Nichols' groin area multiple times. While they're trying to, well, while they say they're trying to subdue him and they have him on the ground, amongst other things, they're basically brutalizing him. And if you've seen the video, once the whole thing starts, the people who are using profanity and foul language are the officers involved in the case. Okay, they're the ones using false language. They were all in plain clothes and they were basically talking to him. And I'm going to say this the way it needs to be said. They were basically talking to him like there were a bunch of goons on the street. They're dragging him out of the car. They're calling him out of his name. They're, they're pushing his face into the ground. They're trying to twist his arm to put handcuffs on him. Now, again, during one portion of the video, Officer Hemphill also says, and I quote, I hope they stomp his ass. But we're just finding this out. We're just finding out about this through the body cam footage. And now, you know, we're just finding this out about more and more to the story. It seems like the, the more we go into it, 
the less and less and less there is any type of ground for these cops to stand on. The thing that still pisses me off is the fact that they keep pointing out that the forgive me, the officers in the center of this are all black. The ones that did the deed are all black. This makes absolutely no difference. Obviously, Mr. Nichols is still dead. Okay. And these officers are not alone in what they've done. One of the attorneys for the family pointed out the obvious problem that it's kind of funny that one of the white officers in the case have seemingly been hidden away from any type of adequate punishment or any kind of, uh, any kind of, uh, uh, forgive me, I'm, I'm, I'm having, a, I'm drawing a blank for the moment, any type of adequate discipline, that's it, discipline, any type of discipline to his role in this incident. It amazes me that we already have the cop apologists. We already have so many of these people. And we already have so many of these people trying to find any out that they can possibly find for a case of police brutality. These people murdered this man. These people beat this man half to death. And now, and again, I have not been able to confirm this. I'm only uh, a rumor that's been going around is there's possibly a personal connection to one of the officers and Mr. Nichols, uh, an outside relationship with a former spouse of one of the officers. Again, there's a rumor that's been going around. I have not been able to confirm this, but I want to make sure that any information that has been, you know, that's come out, I'm trying to make sure it's included in this story. If there's any type of truth to this again, there's a in part of the video that you see, there appears to be an officer. One of the officers taking a photograph of Mr. Nichols on the ground. Now, have not been able to confirm because the video is still far away if this is the officer that this is connected to. But there is a video where you see clearly there's an officer taking a photo of Mr. Nichols as he's laying uh, on the ground or against the car. Now, this opens the door for so many other things. If there was a personal connection to this, obviously they're now opens the door to real serious charges. There's, there's no way they can weasel their way around this. My whole problem with this story is that it seems like even though the obvious is right in front of everyone's face, the only people who choose to see it are people who are actually trying to see it. It took this amount of time for the I'll say it since everyone's saying it. I'll say it. The white officer and the second officer that still has not been identified as the time recording this to be even brought up for any form of discipline or punishment for his role. Quick update as the time recording this. There's still no new information about the identity of the seventh officer or what his role was during this. Seemingly as one of the aggressive cops on the scene, like again, there's a video of him putting the taser into Mr. Nichols' crotch area. Okay? There, he's, he's clearly one of the more aggressive cops in this group. 
even if they did the actual beating and the eventual attack that rendered Mr. Nichols in such terrible condition, not even to go into the fact that the medics who were on scene basically did nothing. And my favorite part, the lieutenant, she stayed in her vehicle. She didn't even get out to check on the man as he was laying there. Now, in Tennessee, failure to render aid is a crime. How, if anything, can be done as far as that's concerned? I'm not an attorney, so I, I can't tell you. But the thing about this is, it seems like more and more and more new information comes out every second of every day. Again, as of the time recording this, the seventh officer has yet to be identified. But I just love to know what is taking so long with that. As much effort as they're putting into trying to get this basically over and done with, it's 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 starting to look more and more like a usual uh, police murder. And it's 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 a fucked up thing to say, but it's the truth. This is starting to look more and more like a routine police murder. Now that there are white officers thrown into the mix, who knows what could happen? Now, we're sure that those five black officers are in jail. They've all been charged with uh, second degree murder, aggravated kidnapping and aggravated assault. But here we are. The white officers now have not, as far as I know, been brought up on any charges. They've been relieved of their duty, but they haven't been brought up any charges. But it seems like those cop apologists and a lot of these um, pricks that don't really care about this case and don't have any don't have a dog in this fight are always trying to find a new out for the story. One of them in particular that I'm going to bring up a little later uh, in our nice try segment made a hell of an example of this story with absolutely no basis in fact. But again, this is another example of the lack of accountability and worse than that, the lack of interest in accountability because these people wear these uniforms. Now, I'm bringing up the fact that the other officers, as far as I know, the other officers and one of them for sure, the other officer has yet to be identified, so I'm not sure. But let's just say for the moment, the other two officers are white. One has been identified as, as, you know, a white officer. The other one, again, yet to be identified. But I'm going to assume with this level of uh, energy they're putting into not showing and not finding this individual, more than likely. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, but let's just go with that for a moment. The level of energy they're putting into making sure that these officers get the full brunt of the law in the state in comparison to what these officers seemingly may get off without any repercussions. And again, I could be wrong. I have been wrong before in some of these cases. Not all of them, but I have been wrong. With little to no punishment is a clear and present difference than any other case like this. Like the fact that they are... Just the fact that they're there, it's so much new information coming from this story. It seems like every single second of every day. But yet it's the same song and dance at the end of the day. 
these officers are not being treated like cops. They're being treated like thugs, criminals. But they're the only ones that are being treated this way. But again, it's not that that's a bad thing. It just doesn't, now at least, it doesn't seem like it's a fair thing. All the other officers that are involved in this should get the same treatment with just as much speed. We've gone from suspended to fired to to jail in just a matter of not even two weeks since this incident has taken place. But here we are. We've got to find out new information and find out there are even more people who weren't only disinterested in doing their job, but they were disinterested in trying to save Mr. Nichols' life. And I don't understand. Why do we keep coming back to the same problem? No accountability and people turning blind eyes to an obvious problem. This should not have happened. But the BS surrounding this story shouldn't have happened either. If these five officers are being shoved in these jails and being charged with this, they should all be charged. With it. I don't give a damn if you take the hemp hill and the other officer, whoever that may be, and just give them, I don't know, aggravated. Don't even give them a second degree. Give them the aggravated assault from their role in the early parts of the video. In uh, give him the same. Don't even give him this. If you don't give him a second degree, you can't give him a second degree because he wasn't uh, at the scene. As he also explained to officials, he was not at the scene when the incident took place. Give him the lead up. Just give him the aggravated assault and aggravated kidnapping. Give him that. But stop pretending that it isn't different. It's, it's, it's different because there are still some people who are trying to frame this as it's not it's different or it's somehow it's it's special because all the officers who actually are on video doing the deed are black. And I do enjoy stories that unfold hypocrisy like this one, because it's not that they they, they couldn't have done something. It's the fact that they chose not to. It makes absolutely no sense that as quickly as these officers have been thrown in a cage, this officer right now, as of the time recording this, is free. And the other officer hasn't even been identified as of yet. But of course, this is just my two cents. And uh, yeah, we're going to uh, get into our next story. What's up, everybody? Looking for news? Looking for stories that you care about? Well, you've come to the right place. Here at the Night Shift Network, we talk about everything from politics to life. Look, we're not the best podcast network, but we are pretty good. With shows like The War at Home and Just My Opinion, with new shows and development as we speak. So what do you got to lose? Please like, share the Night Shift Network. We're available on all platforms, including Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and now officially iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. More platforms coming soon. If you'd like to donate to the show directly, you can do so with, of course, Cash App, dollar sign Food for Thought 99. That's dollar sign Food for Thought 99. And as always, we're with you, and you are with the Night Shift Network.
thank you for listening and be safe. So recently on Real Time with Bill Maher in a conversation with former Senator Tim Ryan, Bill brought up the recent Tyree Nichols case as well as the mass shootings that took place in the Monterey Park area. And I don't know where he was trying to go with this, but, well, you listen for yourself. Half Moon Bay and Monterey Park was the other one, right? <laughs> and, you know, the, the, these shootings happen. We go through these, this ritual where then we wait for, the, for them to announce the race of the shooter. Like we're waiting for the Oscar nominations. <laughs> because that's, you know, somehow to a lot of people the most important thing. And I just thought it was very interesting that this week... Asians were killed by Asians, two Asian men who were, you know, 66 and 72. And then this week we just got this video of the Memphis Five. A black man is brutally beaten in Memphis by five cops. They're all black. I guess what I'm asking is America's culture of violence, it does go deeper than race, right? And I think this monofocus we have on race is short-circuiting us trying to fix some of the realer problems, would you agree? Well, definitely deeper concerns here. And, th and this is an opportunity for us to have that conversation. The conversation about mental health, the conversation about guns, the conversation about cops, the cops and, and oh, the stress yeah. and the stress that co cops are under. I'm not defending yes. these guys. Of course, this was a tragedy. They should be prosecuted full extent of the law, the, the whole nine yards. But if we don't at some level realize that it's not a white cop or a black cop, it's a cop who's under stress, who's underpaid. I had cops in my congressional district, Bill. They were getting paid $14 an hour. Well, that was interesting. Uh, I took a second to see if I really wanted to talk about this story because this is a great example of maybe a disconnect to some degree. Uh, not a disconnect, let's say, by generations, but a disconnect with reality. Uh, so I decided to turn this into a new segment I like to call, Hold On a Second. Okay, I want to start with Senator Ryan's piece. Uh, this aspect right here. Cops. The cops. And, and oh, the stress yeah. and the stress that co cops are under. I'm not defending yes. these guys. Of course, this was a tragedy. They should be prosecuted. Full extent of the law, the, the whole nine yards. But if we don't at some level realize that it's not a white cop or a black cop, it's a cop who's under stress, who's underpaid. I had cops in my congressional district, Bill. They were getting paid $14 an hour. So here's the problem for me. Now, I'm only going to assume he was referring to uh, the more uh, when he was at that point in his district. If I remember correctly, uh, Senator Ryan was in the 13th district in Ohio. OK, so I'm assuming that he was referencing at the, you know, that being a direct reference to when he was there at the time. So this is what I was able to find out. And I'll do this piece by piece with each of the things uh, that he said. Now, this is the current numbers. Currently, and this is according to Indeed, the current salary for, you know, this is 
for uh, cops right now in Ohio is $43,789. This breaks down to $3,600, just a little over $3,600 a month, and this comes out to roughly $842, which breaks down again to $21.05 per hour. Quick note, uh, I forgot to add the fact that most rookie cops come in at roughly $15 an hour or more, depending on the state. But base number being far more than what the minimum wage would be. Problem with this particular uh, thing for me. They are, you know, they're stressed out. Sure, we can we can give them that. They're stressed out. Okay, cops are stressed out. Here's the problem. There are plenty of other professions that are just as stressful. Unfortunately for me, the this seems to me more like an excuse. Now, I'm not saying that's what he's doing, but I am saying that this seems to be a common thing to say when it comes to law enforcement. And here's the problem with that. There are plenty of more jobs and professions that are just as if not more stressful so a police officer in this country or a police officer in general has a much more stressful job than say a soldier now given the fact that some of these officers are could be could potentially be let's just say former military and so forth and the aspect of the ones let's say that aren't so if you would say a bullet's flying at you in a foreign land that you've never been to okay with the real potential of dying is somehow more stressful than detailing cars for a living let's say you detail cars for a living and they give you the choice of okay do you want to go to uh, this place or that place to fight in this war or that war, depending on what you know, what time period you were born in, where you could have either easily been drafted in as well as, you know, enlisting. My question is, where do we start to actually say the words, "Your job ain't shit"? Just say it. Your job doesn't mean anything. In the grand scheme of things, just like with any other profession. You make the conscious decision to put in your application and go through the process of joining this. This is the problem. We're giving them too many outs. There have been multiple occasions where police officers have like have reached out to a number of organizations anonymously because they were afraid of what the reaction from their fellow officers would be. The Brotherhood of Blue is a danger to a lot of people, including their own. So I ask, what is a more stressful job? And and this aspect of the thought of they're underpaid. Let me break this down again. Now, these are some of the highest wages for police officers across the states. Again, this is according to Indeed. So you can look this up for yourself. Now, New York is at number one. $55,204, just a little over $26 per hour. California is third, $52,693, that's $25 an hour, just a little over $25 an hour. Now, 
Again, these are current numbers. You can add inflation to it if you want to and say, well, that's not this because of inflation. But okay, okay, let's, you can, I'll give you that. Or even down to just, just here, Hawaii, $49,107 per year. That's $23.61 per hour. Now, now we go to the lowest. Arkansas, $40,430 per year. That's $19.44 an hour. We have Louisiana and North Carolina, $37,034,000. That's $17.81 an hour. $16.78 per hour. And we go back again to Ohio. $21.05 an hour. Now, last I checked, the federal minimum is still under $8. And the federal minimum for tip workers is just under $3. So, where is the amount of money that can be paid to these people to where they will give us the same kind of regard that they expect us to give them? My question for this particular part with Senator Ryan is, where do we just say, fuck these people? Where do we just come out and go, your job is a fucking job. You can quit and do something else like anybody else. Why the fuck do we keep coming back to these kind of excuses? And again, $15 or more is damn near, it's way better than $7 an hour. And that's assuming if you break the, and this is breaking this down state by state. The lowest on this list is North Carolina that I've got, at least with this list I put together, is at $17 an hour almost. That's literally nearly three times the amount that it would be if you were working a minimum wage job. You did fast food or otherwise. So I have to ask, what stress could they have that somehow, you know, puts them in the mindset of, ah, let's kill somebody. The fuck? It makes no sense to me that we keep looking for outs for these people instead of looking to figure out new and exciting ways to punish them when they do something wrong. There was a story uh, a few years back where this was posted by Dio Hughley on his Instagram page. He posted a video uh, from a mother who had a son named Preston. I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. No, I don't think he even they did. Their last names weren't up there, but I remember his the son's name was Preston. He's 17. He was an autistic kid. And in an incident where he's being just in his neighborhood on a skateboard, randomly a cop stops him on the sidewalk. Now, let me give you full context. The cop is white, and so is Preston. Preston is an autistic kid. Now, keep that in mind. The cop, not knowing he's autistic, okay, clearly him, uh, Preston, he was on uh, the other end of the spectrum because he didn't. his mother explained it in the post that he doesn't like to be physically touched. He doesn't like to be touched especially by people he doesn't know. 
So in this incident, you see him try to grab him or reach for him and then pulling away from him. Now, again, he didn't know that, but he took it as some type of personal slight because then he starts to grab him. He manhandles him. And at one point he punches him in the face. Now, you could say that this was a lack of training. You could say that this was stress. But let me ask you a question. Who was more stressed out in this situation? This adult man in a uniform with a gun, a badge, pepper spray, handcuffs, a taser, and all types of uh, items. Or a 17-year-old boy with autism on a skateboard. Probably trying to figure out why is this person doing this to him. I don't give a fuck about how stressed a cop is. I don't care. I'm a cynical and mean bastard a lot of the time. And I'm good with that. Especially in situations where it seems like we're giving too much space to people who don't deserve it. There is no aspect of our lives that any other job where you could be stressed out enough to hurt someone and not be punished for it properly. Garbage man can't do that. Mailman can't do that. Fireman can't do that. Nobody can get away with killing somebody and not getting punished for not only not doing their job properly, but ending someone's life because you were afraid. Hmm. So that's my piece as far as Senator Ryan is concerned. Now let's move on to Bill. Half Moon Bay and Monterey Park was the other one, right? <laughs> and you know, the, the, these shootings happen. We go through these this ritual where then we wait for the for them to announce the race of the shooter. Like we're waiting for the Oscar nominations <laughs> because that's you know somehow to a lot of people the most important thing. And I just thought it was very interesting that this week Asians were killed by Asians, two Asian men who were you know, 66 and 72. And then this week, we just got this video of the Memphis Five. A black man is brutally beaten in Memphis by five cops. They're all black. I guess what I'm asking is America's culture of violence, it does go deeper than race, right? And I think this monofocus we have on race is short-circuiting us trying to fix some of the realer problems. You know, I remember I used to really watch when I well when I had cable and I was much younger I would grow up I grew up watching Bill and I and my father he did not like Bill Maher could not stand him he could not stand him disliked him with a passion and I never understood why I'm like he's funny it's like when you get older you'll understand that Sometimes the things that make you laugh ain't as funny as you think they are. And I never understood that. And then, as I'm seeing recently, Bill has had those moments. And he's always really had them. I'm being honest. Bill has always had those moments of saying shit that he probably shouldn't say. And opening his mouth about things he really doesn't have no business talking about. But I'm not going to say he's an ignorant man. I'm not, I'm not going to say that. But I will say he's a dumbass a lot of the time because he says things that he doesn't need to say. This is a good example. Let me be clear. 
I don't think that we're obsessed with the racial aspect. We're obsessed as a country with trauma. Now, we want to know who committed this crime because as the public, it's our right to know this. This is information that we have every right to to know. This is the perks of living in a country that loves to glorify, you know, guns. We love guns. We love guns more than people. A lot of people think it's animals. No, no, no. We love guns more than people. They think, they think man's best friend is a dog. No, no, no. Man's best friend is an AK-47 or an AR-15. That's man's best friend. Now, let me say this again. We don't want to know because it's race. Now, if you want to know something, you can just look this stuff up. Here's an example. I got this from Statista. You can find this online. This is the racial makeup. Racial, this is the racial and, uh, and ethnic makeup of shooters between 1982 and 2023. And this is from January 23rd of 2023. Okay. 73%. And I'm saying percent because I'm trying to sound, you know, I'm trying to sound really scientific. But 73 of them have been committed by white men. 24 of which have been committed by black 11 Hispanic, 10 Asian, 5 other, 3 Native American, and 13 unknown or unclear. Now, I say that to say this. It is not that we want to know. It's that we should know. The thing that I keep coming back to is that we're not really like obsessed with race when it comes to something important like equality and fairness. We're obsessed with race when it comes to sad and traumatic shit. It doesn't matter who committed the act. We want to know what the fuck happened. We want to see it. We want to know who did it. We have a right to know who did it. This is not necessarily a racial thing. This is a trauma thing. We want to know because we are addicted to trauma. We have an inability to acknowledge it for what it is. Because as per usual, we hear the same song and dance. Now, although, I mean, it's not that important when we know the treatment of the people who commit the crimes can differ depending on what they look like. Now, this is a fact as well, but I digress. It's important, but it's not important enough to maybe put the effort into trying to stop something like this from happening. The percentage of violence across this country that is far greater with guns that goes past mass shootings are very very serious and to that the severity across this country when it comes to guns is far greater than mass shootings far greater than that but it doesn't mean that it's any less important it doesn't mean that it, it makes a difference about what race it is it should make a difference it's important to know, but it doesn't matter what race it is. This person has done something terrible. The thing that I love personally about these type of things, like hearing people like Bill say this kind of shit is, there's no real sense behind it. It's not about race, it's about trauma. It's about the lack of interest in solving a problem that we know is a problem access to guns in this country and it's not access through 
illegal means because again the majority of these guns and all these shootings were purchased by people who purchased them legally and in some aspects if you find this out in some aspects they were all the way they pretty much fit all the necessary things to say hey this person in most states should not have a gun but somehow they got those guns and they committed these crimes so bill's aspect I mean, Bill's, forgive me, Bill's perspective on this is wrong. It's not about race. It's about trauma. Who gives a fuck what race they were? It's about trauma. But we do know something very important. It's not a coincidence that we always go back to say, oh, which white boy did it this time? I mean, I'm just saying, I, I couldn't just let this go without pointing out the obvious. Again, 73 were committed by white men. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying. I mean, it's not, I mean, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, well, it's not a coincidence that that's the that's the high number in this in this uh, this particular little spreadsheet I'm looking at. I'm just saying. I'm just. It's not special because it's it's, you know, it's it's what race they are. It's not special because we know who does most of them, most of the time. That's not special. We just need to know who did it in general. Because I know. It's not like we're ever going to do anything to fix it because it's not the guns, it's the people, right? Oh, boy. So we're going to move on after this break. And, uh, yeah, we're going to get into some more news. This is The War at Home presented by the Night Shift Network. And we will be right back. What's up, everybody? Looking for news? Looking for stories that you care about? Well, you've come to the right place. Here at the Night Shift Network, we talk about everything from politics to life. Look, we're not the best podcast network, but we are pretty good. With shows like The War at Home and Just My Opinion, with new shows and development as we speak. So what do you got to lose? Please like, share the Night Shift Network. We're available on all platforms, including Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and now officially iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. More platforms coming soon. If you'd like to donate to the show directly, you can do so with, of course, Cash App, dollar sign Food for Thought 99. That's dollar sign Food for Thought 99. And as always, we're with you, and you are with the Night Shift Network. Thank you for listening. And be safe. Tucker Carlson is one of the worst individuals on earth. I thought I should start this with that just so we're all clear on where I stand as far as, you know, Tucker Carlson and Fox News. But there is someone who I think comes pretty close. Jason Woodlock. Recently, he was on Pucker's show, and uh, he decided to have an interesting take. A take that had a lot of nuance to it. But most importantly, had nothing to do with the fucking topic. Just another conservative mouthpiece used as a prop to try to take a, a chunk of flesh out of the black community. And most importantly validate racist and prejudiced ideals that 
they already have. But hey, I mean, why not just give more fuel to that fire? You know what time it is. This is nice try. Motherfucker. 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 So Jason Woodlock was on Tucker Carlson's show. And of course, you know, garbage ensued. You know what? You go ahead and listen to what he had to say, and then I'll come back. I would examine the racial element of this because there yeah. is a racial element. And this is a story about young black men and their inability to treat each other in a humane way. Everybody involved in this on the street level was either 24 to 32 years old. Everybody, it was a group of young black men, five on one. Looked like gang violence to me. It, it looked like what young black men do when they're supervised by a single black woman. And that's what they got going on in the Memphis Police Department. They've elected some uh, or put some black woman in charge of the police force. And we're getting the same kind of chaos and disunity and violence that we see in a lot of these cities that are run by single mothers. If we want to discuss the breakdown of family that leads to disrespect for authority that causes you to resist the police and run from the police and not comply with the police because you resist authority at all time because there was no male authority in your home let's have that discussion but that's not where they want to take us they no. want to take us down the path of saying you know what this is tucker carlson's fault this is some random white this is donald trump's fault it's not. It's the breakdown of family and the buying in to all these left-wing things that have nothing to do with promoting family. What a bunch of bullshit. I'm fine. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm having a, a hell of a time being serious at this point. What do you expect from someone as lovely and as just damn filthy as Jason Woodlock? He has proven time and time again that he has no, no level of backbone or humanity, especially when it comes to his own people. This guy went from uh, yammering about sports to yammering about things he really doesn't understand. And if I'm being honest, who's surprised? Jason Woodlock has always been one of many talking heads for conservative ideals. He wasn't that, let's say, at first, but he was still a piece of shit at the time. It takes a special level of stupid to try to take something as serious as police brutality and frame it as something as insignificant as absentee parents in the household. You want to make an actual point about having uh, no father in the household. Talk about the prison, the prison industrial complex. Talk about, let's say, uh, the, the many things that have been set up and put in to make sure that that's a thing. Criticize the systems that are put in place to take these parents out of the household and put them in jail. What about, let's say, the 13th Amendment? Break that down a little bit. But no, 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 no. Don't do that. Because there's a black woman. And we know how Jason Whitlock feels about black women. Anyone who remembers his uh, his uh, special, special piece that he did on Miss uh, Serena Williams. Ooh, 
He has a special place for black women. Probably because none of them want to be seen with him. Or let me say that. Let me take that back. Of probably none of them want to be seen with him for fear of the smell. The smell of shit that comes from him. As he 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 wobbles around spewing his nonsense. I don't understand these people. They always have the same thing to say. Where in this particular occasion could he have found a spot to take a jab at black women at the same time ignoring the topic? They always do this. Oh, it looks like gang violence. Yeah, it is a gang. The police in this country are just a bunch of gang members. It's a special thing when even some of the hardened criminals that you can run into throughout your life will say even they don't fuck with the cops. The cops are the biggest gang in this country. You ever notice how in, you know, in those situations where, let's say, a gang member gets killed, all right? The gang that they're from will usually come and start trying to run down on some of them cats. Even if they weren't involved in the actual killing of their friend in the gang, they will run down on anybody that is a part of that gang. And do you notice the whole stigma around policing? Whenever there's a cop that's killed, the automatic thing that this comes from the mouths of a lot of cops is... If they can bring you in alive, they bring you in alive. But if you take one of theirs, basically, it's up in the air. It, it, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't really matter necessarily. I mean, they're going to try to bring you in. But if you don't make it, it's not going to be the biggest problem. The police are a gang. The police have been a gang. The police have always been a gang. This has nothing to do with the fact that these are black officers, and of course he, of course he just completely ignores the fact that there's a white officer involved in the in the beginning. You know, it because you know, there's no way you can bring that up. You can't bring that up because you know white people aren't in gangs. There's no such thing as you know the KKK, uh, neo Nazis, all them motherfuckers. Those aren't gangs. Those are youth groups. It's not the fact that Jason Woodlock is a piece of garbage. It's the fact that he's so good at it. It's the fact that he's so good at consistently pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing any type of truth aside in order to push his bullshit narrative. Now, believe me, he's not the only one. Scary Larry Elder, uh, Candace, uh, Mammy Owens, all the worst of the worst when it comes to this are honestly and i say this harshly because i cannot stand them i hate them i cannot express in words my genuine disgust for a lot of these black conservatives because they are so so good at being fucking racist the same thing and i say this now and i'm going to say it the way it needs to be said the same way they try to say that blacks are racist towards white people these conservatives are racist towards the truth, the facts. This system and these systems are put together and not to protect and serve, not to protect anybody, not to serve the public. They are put together. The police, and this is common knowledge at this point, have been put together to protect corporate interest 
and property. And before this point, they were put together to protect slave owners from slaves. Unless you were too radical to be a member of the police, then you would just join the Karen, the uh, Karen Society, otherwise known as the KKK. Is that a coincidence? Is that just a, a surprise that these people acted this way? And because it's a black woman? So, policing in America is not the problem. Police brutality is not the problem. No accountability in the, 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 the system is not the problem. Dozens and dozens and dozens of cases of this thing happening with absolutely no recourse that can be taken outside of, let's say, suing the police department. Except in those special cases where there's enough evidence to bring them up on real charges. That's not the problem. And even if, let's say, you brought them up on real charges, the possibility that the justice system in this country would actually condemn and punish someone in that uniform. That's not the problem. No, it's all black bitches. Black women are the center of the problem. Get them out of the way. They are so terrible. Is that what we're saying? That's the problem here. That's that's the bad part. Ooh. It's not wokeness. No, it's not wokeness. It's not it's not huh huh CRT is black women. Black women are scary. They're terrifying. And somehow, even if they don't lift a finger to harm somebody, they're responsible for murder. They're responsible for police brutality. They're responsible because they're in charge. The absence of a father in the home is what led to this happening. The absence of a father in the home is what led to these individuals, black and white, because I'll keep pointing that out as long as they keep pointing out the fact that the officers who did the deed were black. Black and white, the absence of a father in their home, because we're assuming that, the absence, forgive me, the, 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 the fact that a woman leading this position or leading this spot is somehow connected to the absence of a father in their home. So that's why they acted like that. It's not... The fact that you can go through the history and find out there have been multiple states and multiple parts of this country throughout the decades who have put together task forces just like this. You can go back and ask Killer Mike and some of the mother cats that grew up in the 80s and the late 80s and the 90s and heard about all of those special task forces that had those individuals that had those individuals. Matter of fact, I take that back. Let me let someone else explain it. All these examples of police misconduct, police brutality. Richard Pryor made jokes about this shit back in the 70s. But no, no, it's a black woman. The black woman. That broad is scary, Jack. She's terrifying. She's so terrifying. Let's kill this other black person 
because she told us not to. Let me be really specific since I feel like I've gone on a little long on this one. Fuck Jason Whitlock. Fuck Tucker Carlson. Fuck Fox News. I say it again. Fuck Tucker Carlson. Fuck Jason Whitlock. And fuck Fox News. In any order I say it, just remember I said it. I don't understand where these people come from. What part of this world do they grow them in that we keep getting a crop every, seems like now every day of this kind of trash? Jason Whitlock is not the only person that says this shit and thinks this way, but he's one of the worst because he's so unapologetically ignorant and so terrible that it shocks me the level of which this person will stoop to try to make a dead point. Maybe he didn't have a father in his fucking house. Maybe that's the reason. Because if I remember correctly, I forget the quote and forgive me, the absence of, no, no, the opposite of love is not hate it's indifference this is a great example of that because for the indifference they showed to mr nichols is the indifference that clearly mr whitlock carries with him because you have to be a special kind of wicked to simply let this kind of thing slide as if it's it's a black woman's fault I don't know if he's mentally ill or what. He might be on drugs. He might be an alcoholic. I don't know. I don't know the man personally. I would never want to speak to him. I would never want him in my presence because I'm so sure that I would I would vomit. I'm so sure that I would I would lose my I would lose toss my cookies real bad because I couldn't stand the smell. If there's anything that this segment should take away uh, for anyone who's still listening. You should always remember, fuck Fox News, fuck Jason Whitlock, fuck Tucker Carlson, and fuck the people who agree with either one of them. But hey, that's just my two cents. Folks, we're going to take another break, and we're going to be right back with our next story. This is the war at home, and we will be back in a moment. Shut the fuck up, bitch. What's up, everybody? Looking for news? Looking for stories that you care about? Well, you've come to the right place. Here at the Night Shift Network, we talk about everything from politics to life. Look, we're not the best podcast network, but we are pretty good. With shows like The War at Home and Just My Opinion, with new shows and development as we speak. So what do you got to lose? Please like, share the Night Shift Network. We're available on all platforms, including Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and now officially iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. More platforms coming soon. If you would like to donate to the show directly, you can do so with, of course, Cash App, dollar sign Food for Thought 99. That's dollar sign Food for Thought 99. And as always, we're with you 
and you were with the Night Shift Network. Thank you for listening and be safe. Congressman George Santos recently announced last week that he will be stepping down from his committee assignments he was appointed to by Senator McCarthy. This comes in the middle of an investigation of unexplained campaign funds totaling nearly $700,000 and the unexplained reason of why Santos still has the title congressman. Here is more information on the story. Embattled New York Republican Congressman George Santos says he won't serve on the two House committees he was assigned to pending investigations into the many lies and unanswered questions around his life and finances. Santos shared the news after a private meeting Monday with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. It comes as McCarthy is pushing to remove influential Democratic Congress member Ilhan Omar from the House Committee on Foreign Affairs. <clears throat> Meanwhile, while Santos's treasurer has resigned amidst intense scrutiny over his campaign funding, including the source of at least $625,000 that Santos had previously claimed were personal loans to his campaign. So that is the current story. And uh, I have a current question. Why are we still talking about this piece of garbage? What else could the argument be about getting rid of this individual? Like, like seriously, what's too much? Obviously, it's not the fact that he was a drag queen. Because in this specific situation, that's not nearly as scary as it usually is. You know, because, you know, drag queens are terrifying. Ah! Drag queen! Ah! What are they going to do? Ah! Running, running from them like roaches when the lights come on. Oh, no! Seriously, why are we still talking about this individual? Now, I could point out the fact that after a recent poll, nearly 80% of his district want him gone, 70% of which happens to be Republican. I, I could say that. I could. I, I could. I could really point this out. Now, I could say that they're seemingly putting more energy behind trying to get rid of uh, Ilhan, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar than they are trying to uh, get rid of this individual. Yeah. I can say that it's weird that it seems like the th the same things that they have an issue with usually are not nearly as bad. I mean, come on. This guy stole money from a veteran to save his dog. And I'm not making this shit up. This this really happened. Of course, what do we expect? You know he's autistic. No, no. But, but, but I mean, he's autistic. It, nobody knew he was autistic. That wasn't even true. I just made that shit up right now on the fly. And you probably believe that ah, man. Damn, he's autistic, too. Maybe that's what's wrong with him. I, this dude has lied. Seemingly before he even got the job. I mean, what lie has he not told? Since before he got the job. You know, he's actually an ordained minister on weekends. Did you know that? Did you know? Did you know that? Really? That's incredible. I didn't know that. See, another lie. You could believe it. You think I'm, I'm being obviously I'm being uh, silly and I'm trying to be sarcastic about the whole thing. But you probably believe that's some shit he said because this guy is just that bad. Like a terrible person. He is a terrible F star star cunt. Like. What? 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 needs to be said at this point what, what, what else is it 
This person is awful. I'm not going to say he's the worst person to hold uh, the title congressman because, you know, McCarthy's still sitting up there looking stupid, trying to pretend that he really has the job instead of, you know, trying to trying to squirm a little bit to move all those hands stuck up his ass. I don't know what to say. It's like we can't get to the point of acknowledging the stupidity of this. We can't get to the point of acknowledging how ridiculous this is. Because unfortunately, this is politics. This is the politics of the day. This is what we're going through right here, right now. This is what we're dealing with. This is politics. Like, what the fuck? There is no other time in the most wild examples of history when it came to politics that this individual would have a spot on any level for any reason. Now, I know there are people who voted for him and there are people who put him there. I personally wouldn't have voted this motherfucker for dog catcher, but you know, I've got semi good sense. <sighs> My goodness, man. I, what's happening? This is insanity. You know, you know, I just found out something. You know, he turns out he knows the location of uh, the, the bat cave. Did y'all know he knows the location of the bat cave? He's the one who told Hosher Walker to uh, explain that movie he saw last night. He's the, he texted him, Herschel, Herschel, hey, Herschel, I got an idea. See, that's stupid, makes no sense, but you believe me, because what's not to believe at this point? What the fuck am I listening to? This motherfucker is not only a thief, a grifter, a liar, uh, an all-around piece of garbage. You gotta be a serious, weird and terrible person to take money from a dog. And you know how people like dogs more than people? We will we will save a dog in a heartbeat. You see a puppy in the middle of a in the middle of the dead of winter. We'll pick up that damn puppy and we'll run. And we'll run home. We'll have a car and everything sitting there. We'll pull over the car, pick the puppy up, and just start running to get the puppy home to warm the puppy up. Then on the other side you, you see a man asking for change. Uh, get away from me, you bum. The fuck? I would have thought by now, especially with the, the dog story, would have probably got his ass kicked out of there. Now, you know, Lord, you know, Lord knows I'm, I'm not a fan of the Republicans. But unfortunately, I have to agree in this situation. He is a disgrace. And I'm not saying the current Republican Party is like the perfect example of politics and the moral uh, superiority, because obviously this dude is a disgrace. He is a disgrace. He's not. He's a fucking disgrace to humanity. And I know I'm being a bit dramatic, but I'm being honest. This dude is a disgrace. The people who voted for him should be ashamed of themselves, should be ashamed of themselves. And the people who aren't pushing to get rid of him as fast as they're pushing to remove uh, Ilhan Omar, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, and 
even better, anybody who disagreed with what they did over the course of the pandemic should be ashamed of themselves. This is disgusting. Out of all the people that seemingly they could have rallied behind, this is one of the worst examples. This is almost as bad as that one dude that that just so happened to be a pedophile out of Alabama. Remember that guy? What's his name? Was it was it Roy? I forgot his name. I think it was Roy Roy Moore or something like that. Yeah, you know the dude that just happened to be you know allegedly. But I digress. Jesus Christ, man! This is story keeps getting. I will say better and better. I just say worse and worse. But hey. How do I put this? Remember when we talked about on a previous episode that whole the uh, scene from um, the Truman Show when Truman tries to explain to his wife, who's also in on the thing, tries to explain to his wife that you know that uh, the individual on the bicycle is on the way, and it's like. She tries to do everything she can to not acknowledge it. He just gets fed up with the whole thing and lets her know it's like, the fuck? This is another example of that. To be really serious for a second, this is a disgrace. This is a genuine disgrace. These people should be ashamed of themselves. Although I know that most of them won't be. And the few that are speaking up about it, they seem to be more intent on getting rid of Congresswoman Omar than anybody else. And I'll be fair, there have been Republicans that have spoken out against this individual and have rallied to try to get make him um, resign on both sides, oddly. But this is, I guess, another example of where our political system is at this point in our lives. This is what we have to deal with to simply live. The moral of the story is research over me search. Okay? If you only care about the people who govern because they pander to something you think this is what you will get every time. But hey, I didn't vote for the cocksucker, so who cares? All right, folks, we're going to get into our next story right after this short break. This is the war at home, and we will be right back. If you don't get that bullshit out of my face, bitch. So, folks, that's it. But before we go, remember something very important. The truth needs no defense, so don't waste time arguing with a fool. Justice is a right, not a privilege. And no matter how long the battle may seem or feel, we can never give up the war at home. Thank you for listening, and be safe. The police came, I went in the house. Because they got magnums too. And they don't kill cars. They kill niggas. Police got a chokehold they use out here, though, man. They choke niggas to death. 
that mean you be dead when they through. Right? You, did you know that? Wait, the nigga's going, yeah, we know wife of no, I had no idea. Cops put a hurting on your ass, man, you know. They really degrade you. White folks don't believe that shit, don't believe cops degrade. Oh, come on, those beatings, those people are resisting arrest. I'm tired of this harassment of police officers. Because the police live in your neighborhood, see? And you be knowing them as Officer Timpson. Hello, Officer Timpson, going bowling tonight? Yes, uh, nice pinto you have. <laughs> Niggas don't know them like that. See, white folks get a ticket, they pull over. Hey, officer, yes, glad to be of help. Here you go. Nigga got to be talking about, I am reaching into my pocket for my license. Because I don't want to be no motherfucking accident. This has been The War at Home, presented to you by the Night Shift Network, available on Apple, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening, and see you soon.